Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey another guys. Week. Another dollar. <laughs> another day, another dollar. Um, the world gets smaller. Yeah. So, I think that if anyone hears the sounds from downstairs, that will be as if uh, those are the the tortured souls in our postmodern landscape. Mm, suffering watching YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. What, you mean just dissonant screams from people down below the floorboards? Like the telltale heart, but it's a bunch of stoners? Yeah. Oh, man, they're not all stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's no. Not the Maybe wrong. they're all not stoned. Whatever. myself. Yeah. Well, let's introduce. Um, Stacy Crow, special guest star. Crow's your last name? Yeah. Great. Wow. We That's a great last name. reached out to his agent and uh, we got him for about 20 minutes. Oh, So okay. really excited to have him here with us tonight uh, to make some skittle noises and share thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts. Thank you for being here, Stacy. Uh, my name is Ben Zaleski. And I'm Fiona. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Fiona. Fantastic. Yeah. So we've gathered here. What is a Monday? We're going to do a week in review, a little bit of a retrospective from last week. Last week was, um, by all reasonable metrics, a pretty intense, weird week. Um, especially fitting for the theme of this podcast, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. The theme seems to deviate a little bit every week um but just kind of i would say it's getting closer to its true soul okay you're a glass half full kind of yeah outlook do you suspect that you're going to come across a name anytime soon for this thing will that be influenced by the sometime in season one okay at some point in season one you'll come up with a name yes (laughs) fantastic fantastic all right all right Yeah, we'll figure that out. You know, name is uh, less important. Uh, theme maybe more important. Yeah. So I feel like, um, I mean, nationally we just went through Super Tuesday and all that uh, stuff. Mm. But I was just, uh, it was also an intense personal week. And I couldn't help but feel like all the energies were just coalescing. I don't know. Coalescing. Tell mm-hmm. me about some of these coalescing energies. What about the coalescence? Mm-hmm. The coalescence of the energies? Uh-huh. The Kevin essence. The Kev- what are The you? essence of the coalescence. The essence of the coal. Um, yeah. Well, like, I would... I, I was waiting on a grad school decision that was supposed to come any day, and I was just, like, checking all the time, as I was also checking the news <laughs> obsessively. And everything was just uh, in this, like, limbo space. How about y'all? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I definitely want to come back to that. Kind of, uh, that just got me thinking about how, like, some personal shit that, like, you could be going through is, like, on the same level sometimes as, like, national stuff. So, for example, you could see, like, the coronavirus, which is kind of... Piercing through this region specifically. This is when national news suddenly becomes local news, and suddenly Washington State, Seattle is like ground zero for this major fucking outbreak right now. Bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, why do you think it's bullshit, Stacey? You just moved here from Georgia, and this is what you get. This is the welcome wagon. Uh huh. The government cooked this thing up to control the population. You think the the government cooked it up? I think China invented this. China's blaming this on the CIA, did you know? Well, I and mean, that's yeah, good instincts everybody's on their part. blaming everybody. Yeah. I think the whole thing started as a psychops deal and just like turned into a mirror chamber telephone game thing. And I think at this point, probably the flu just killed a few people and everyone's freaking out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it's bullshit. Hmm. Can I okay. cuss on your podcast? 
Yeah, absolutely. We don't have. Yeah. We, don't we, have we, we not only have no children listening to this, we have no people listening to this. So it's like yelling it's down nice. a well. It yeah. is. Should well, be another day in the life. When uh, any of us convince uh, somebody in this house to listen to this, hey guys, how you doing? These episodes are literally time capsules for future listeners, and it, that could be like a hundred years in the future. We don't know why. Listeners will be listening to this, but at some point in time, they probably will be. Grad school limbo, coronavirus, apocalypse. We got the Democratic primary just barreling down toward us. We have a possible Biden nomination staring right at us us in the face. Um, Let's see. Last Monday, I went down to the Capitol. I do some work for an environmental nonprofit, and we got completely... uh, uh, like ambushed by a group of like truckers called um, uh, Timber Unity. Unity. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm taking my headphones off. I can't listen to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ben's like, like editing and <laughs> I'm just listening. Speaking. Um, anyway, so we were just ambushed at the Capitol, and so we were just hanging out with about. We were outnumbered about 200 to 15, um, and so that was just the week, the way that the week started off, and then the coronavirus has just kind of put things to a halt, so, yeah. Okay, I do want to dive into the coronavirus a little bit. I want to talk about, like, what the fuck that is like, because here's the thing. We now are providing really great content for everyone across the country who's listening to this, who is not in the middle of a quarantine zone. In the epicenter. So we were like, day 14. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We've been just eating mouse turds for two weeks, and we've just been clawing our way on the wall about how many days it's been, and this is like one of these like cabin fevers just like so, boiling over, and, and, and one of these like dispatches from dystopia. You know? Is this actually the epicenter? The epicenter? We have the most reported cases. Of death. The most deaths. In the of U.S. Death. In the yeah. U.S., correct. Is this stuff in Mexico or Canada? It's like nowhere south of My the equator. My sister posted a... Um, yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's the goddamn Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> she posted a map of uh, all the cases reported and was like, yep, it said uh, not not going to New Mexico. Not going to touch mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So okay. We're a better target. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say there was... <laughs> Did you hear about that cruise ship that's, like, outside? Mm-hmm. It's, like, outside of San Jose or somewhere in, in California. And it's, like... Everyone on board has it, apparently, or is very high likelihood that they do have it. They're and, all zombies. Yeah, I know. And it's just, and there's this whole thing about, like, who even goes on a cruise ship? Like, the idea of going on a cruise ship, does that sound even, like, appealing to you normally? If I were old, if I was retired, I would love to, I guess, go onto a huge boat, um... And maybe get stuck at sea. That seems to be what happens on those things is but people get stuck and then the toilets stop working and it cooks them slowly and they poop in there and nobody can get them out. So I've it's like a floating poop chamber. I've heard of that happening several times. Uh, you know. Really? Oh, yeah, totally. Wow. Uh, you know, I just, like, whatever. Facts don't mean anything to me. But I vaguely remember hearing about a bunch of cruise ships that crashed. I don't know. I don't know if it was all at the same time or what, but they ended up full of... Maybe they were Japanese. I don't know. Everybody was pooping. (laughs) Everybody poops. I mean, I was just going to (laughs) say. I mean, but it was like... uh, They didn't know where to poop. So everybody was just kind of pooping in... I guess, I don't know, they were pooping in a specific room or something, but apparently it smelled really bad and everybody was really hungry. Yeah, usually I don't really poop in a specific room. I just kind of go with whatever room like feels right, you know, at the moment. If okay. you're on a cruise, yeah, I don't know why they weren't just pooping right off the edge. That's true. I would totally right? do that. Yeah, I think that it's this weird fascination with uh, the possibility of uh, modern technology. That's like the appeal of cruise ships subconsciously because you don't even get the satisfaction of feeling the waves or like feeling that you're on the ocean in such a big boat you literally is just like a house or a huge like building just in the ocean you get some nice views every now and again but you don't actually like feel like you're on a boat so it's just some like fascination with like yeah we can do this we can put all this weight on water because science i guess also maybe you know that you're far away from people oh yeah 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 which is distance is nice 
Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure they have Wi-Fi on cruises. Oh, yeah. Honestly, here's the thing. What you just described, Fiona, about the white cruise ships are kind of eerie because you don't feel like you're actually on the element you are because it's just so massive. Mm-hmm. I actually like that. Yeah. And, like, I kind of like the kind of a, 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 um, engineering marvel of a gigantic building on a water, on mm-hmm. the water. And, like, it's just... just Basically, I just want to feel like I'm on a super spaceship. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like a 10-year-old's, I'm on a spaceship mentality. That is or the like an, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, it's like you're on like like the Death Star. But it's still, it's only activating your imagination. You aren't really feeling any of this directly. No, but there's I'm like a it. go-kart track in some of these You things. can't deny my feelings. There's a lazy uh-huh. river in one of them. Yeah, okay, but you could feel that on land. You could go go-kart Well, but land. you can also do it. On the ocean. Which is like, ooh, I'm on the ocean. Well, so, okay, but is it worth, I mean, this is all awesome. Yeah, I get it. Is it worth the risk of being caught on a cruise ship with a virus and having to poop in a room that's not a bathroom? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I I, I think about that. Yeah, Yeah. The thing is, like, there's so many cool, cheap cruise ships around the country that you can do. Cheap, safe? Uh, nothing safe. I don't know. There's nothing in life is risk free. But you guys ever seen the movie Poseidon Adventure? That oh yeah. Poseidon. They did a remake. Yeah. Yeah. My sister called that the Poseidon Express. She was a little confused about that. One. <laughs> That's like the Polar Express. I know. With Tom Hanks. That's a train. That's a train. I know. But yeah. it was Poseidon Express. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like kind of like a dinosaur. Yeah. What about it? Well, it's just it was a it's about a gigantic cruise ship. Uh, uh, that's just gone on, gone under. It flips over, and it's big luxury cruise ship, and it just is like under the water. And it's like the entire movie. It's like people just traversing these like hallways and gigantic, like upside down, half filled with water ballrooms, and kind of like how like Titanic. They just like can they breathe underwater? Well, there's different chambers they have to go through. It's called suspense because they can't breathe for periods of time when they go oh. under, and it's like they're swimming and swimming so underneath this big area. Air of has water. been trapped in some. Air of those has rooms been trapped. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah live okay anyway i think it's timely that you bring up this cruise ship thing well i guess it was because it was linked to the coronavirus but i feel like sinking ships are a really common like metaphor Mm. for like societies that are like going down well let me let me throw this at you okay kind of tie this all together have you heard about the uh the huge ship that capsized in uh georgia and jekyll island no no this has been going on for a while now and i haven't even heard of this in the news but it's a massive disaster it's a, I don't know the name of this ship, but it was one of those massive tanker things that carries cars. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm kind of looking it up right now, but basically it um, they don't know how to get rid of it. It's stuck there, and it's leaking oil, and there's just like cars floating in the water, and they the just can't. The oil is from the cars. The oil is slowly leaking out of the engine of the boat. The engine, okay. <clears throat> and it's just causing like... It feels like an oil spill. Uh... Yeah, roughly 300,000 gallons of fuel and oil uh, out of the ship's tanks. They haven't gotten more than 200,000 of it, though. So that's the real magic behind cruise ships, is a shit ton of oil. What? No, no, I'd say the magic behind cruise ships is, you know, pictures of, like, you know, like, lobster-faced, like, families just, like, all together... It's like Looking you're in like a pool. You can go swimming while you're on a ship. Right. Can right, you? Right. Don't you? Th- can you think of anything more absurd than that? It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. Here we go. The quote. It really hit home because I was in my environment, looking at tailing redfish, and there were egrets, there were pelicans, there were egrets. dolphins, there were manatees, and they were all swimming right through this stuff, and it was everywhere. It's pretty yeah. good. Oh, and here's a picture of a guy with a glove on it, and it's just covered in nasty tar. Wow. So this has been going on for, like, months now. You know, like, when pirate ships sink, and there's all this, like, gold and jewels and, yeah. you know, booty? Yeah, the yeah. good old days. This yeah. is a bunch this of... This is the opposite of this. This is a bunch of <laughs> Kias the opposite and Hyundai's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, right. like, mostly cars. It's Japanese cars. It's yeah. Japanese cars. Yeah, it yeah actually Korean cars. Is. It's shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, whatever. I don't know if that'll <laughs> drive up the price of cars or something, but it's it's mm-hmm. infuriating. Mm-hmm. They can't get rid of this thing, and it's, like, clogging an important area. And, I mean, Jekyll Island is, like, one of the biggest hatcheries 
for sharks on the entire coast. Oh, so wow. it's I mean it's big it's a big deal if they fuck that place up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, okay, so I have a theory that um or it's not entirely my theory, but really what the most uh, rare, the rarest commodity of all, or the rarest thing of all, is space, physical space from other humans. And so that is something that cruise ships, in a way, give you the illusion of that you have all this like distance between like civilization, the the hordes of people, and like going across continents because it's it's. Well, well, because no, because you're out in the ocean and and you're away from like cities and everything. So I don't know. I think that that is like uh, a um, a thing that people who have a lot of money are are constantly like trying to get more of is just space. They build these big houses for themselves. They like try to just like get all this land to like (coughs) surround themselves with, so that they don't have to interact with people. And that's I can't like that's kind of going to become a more, like, that's rarer and rarer these days. Yeah. I don't know. If I had money, I'd buy space. Mm-hmm. That's why I moved to Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. why people try to live out of the city. Yeah. Well, we'll some people, Some people just, boat. like, feel comfortable, like, living in a, uh, I'm going to be, in, well, no, I'm going to say hamster cage. They live in, like, a hamster cage. But, in like, the city? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm not, like, you know dunking on like people who literally can't afford to any place else which is like most people i will dunk on hamsters all day i don't care they're annoying yeah just get like a chinchilla or a bunny hamsters are people who can't commit to a real rodent um but like <laughs> takes care uh where's i going with this yeah if they can't like afford any place else that's fine but like if you can't afford to just like go like i don't know like why would you choose to live in like a little apartment i think people are so just like uh used to like the the self-inflicted poverty of expectations of, like, space that they don't consider it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The self-inflicted poverty. It's like everyone I know who lives in New York, like, is, like, miserable. And they hate living in New York. They will never leave. We haven't gone deep enough underground. There's a lot of space down there. You ever seen the movie 12 Monkeys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing of, like, underground apocalyptic stuff. You ever seen 12 Monkeys? No. Yeah, so, y'all were talking a lot about Apocalypse. It's mm-hmm. kind of today's theme. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of 12 monkeys. Mm-hmm. Speaking of 12 monkeys. Um, so, very real, coronavirus uh, could take us all down. So, um, I think we should start talking now about uh, dystopian date night ideas. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> we went straight there. <laughs> I thought we were going to, like, you know, go over, like, talk about what it is, like, what's going on here. No, no, no. So, just... Uh, this isn't a newscast hour. This is a... <laughs> Uh, the coronavirus has uh, has taken out the majority of the population. Only you and a few people you know still survived. Uh, have survived. Um, what do you do for fun? Yeah. All right. Well, you gave me a little lead time on this one earlier. Oh, what? I didn't get any lead time on yeah, this. Yeah. Well, I got I got the I got the hint, and uh, it made me realize that I don't know what to do on regular dates. Mm. Non-apocalyptic ones. <laughs> like, I only came up with about two ideas, and they were pretty boring. Well, they were what you would do uh, if you were just, like, fuck the rules. Yeah, yeah, break into the museum, go on a nice museum date mm. yeah. during after mm. curfew when nobody's around. Curfew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have uh, to set some parameters here, because you immediately went to, like, okay, yeah, we're going to break into, like, these cool places and just, like, enjoy them by ourselves. Yeah. So, but can, yeah. So in this version, you can go outside. You're not quarantined well, I mean, you to your can house. Always, I mean, even if you're quarantined, then you can get out, right? You just sneak around. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm envisioning like you know the air is like. Oh, you didn't mention this earlier. Well, I don't. Wait, wait, you're changing there's, there's, there's the rules There's different apocalypse scenarios. There's that different has scenarios. Different, yeah, hash yeah. this out. Okay, in here. explicit detail. <laughs> all right, here I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hash it out. All right, real, all right. real simply here. So if you look at like uh, uh, apocalypse movies or pop culture, I feel like you usually have two kinds of existences. Mm-hmm. You have bunker existence and you have wanderer existence, mm-hmm. right? So bunker mm-hmm. existence is the people usually popular in zombie shits. Usually, if there's an imminent threat out there, you gr- you grab your eighty percent of the time. It's just a peaceful country 
piece of land. You know, you have like your crops, your chickens, your big fence on the horizon. Until <laughs> the infected. Yeah, until the come. infected come. Yeah, Army. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like you ever seen the movie like A Quiet Place? No. Kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your wanderer thing. You have like the Book of Eli. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like the road, like children of men. Did you see the Book of Eli? Mm, I did. I did. I saw it on TV. I don't know what you thought and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but it was a horrible <laughs> steaming pile of shit. That doesn't hurt my feelings at all. It was an awful movie. It seemed like it was just like... You don't talk about your favorite movie like that? (laughs) It seemed just like it was like fucking the film industry in LA fucking jerking off. It felt like cocaine. I loved the last scene where after all this stuff goes down we sort of get a scope of... We actually get our place in this like world because Mila Kunis has to like walk across the entire like United States and she just like puts her headphones in. She's wearing her like leather outfit or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, there's nothing out there. Oh my gosh. It's basically just, a like... Levi's ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't quite remember that because I got that movie from a red box um, on a weekend after working like a 60 hour week. And I just, like, I got pretty drunk and watched that. So by the end of the movie, I don't, like... That might have colored your vision of it. Well, it might also have opened my eyes. You saw a different world. I saw... Uh, That was the apocalypse, but it was just capitalism distilled. That was the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Me sitting there watching a fucking red box. (laughs) (laughs) Down a dark hole there. Sorry, Um, yeah. No, that's good. Um... We let's see what we're we talking about. Date nights. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Netflix and chill. Yeah, Netflix and chill. I mean, I yeah. think like watching the the nuclear sunset from the top of an abandoned building would be, you know, like a nice way to start out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, probably going to famous landmarks. You know, mm. for for example, in a post global warming world, like I would love to see like hang out. At like the torch of the Statue of Liberty, because you'd maybe be ten feet off the ground at that point, <laughs> or like <laughs> right, above the water. Tomorrow. Yeah, day after tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's funny because um, my mom likes to talk about her younger travel days, and she was like, "I'm glad I saw all these places." Like, um, where was it? Like, <clears throat> uh, in like Egypt, I guess she saw like. Um, was it the pyramids? Anyway, some places that just got like bombed out in war uh, since she had been there, and she and she was like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm glad I saw that beforehand because now they would look like not a lot." Yeah. <clears throat> so there are so, there the apocalypse is already here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not here soon enough. Clearly, <laughs> so we still have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. See, my the, the, my poisonous mentality is that I want the apocalypse to happen, so I literally don't have to go to work. I think is everybody's that, a little right? bit like that. Okay, good. Just checking. Everybody Just checking. wants it for a different reason, though. Like, I think a lot of people want that kind of the liberation of being able to rob and steal without the law. You know, like I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that the zombie outbreak is going to kind of be their their liberation in terms of. I want to go rob the gun store mm-hmm. because they just want to do that now. Mm-hmm. And the zombies just gives them a convenient excuse or like, uh, you know, affected more, more yeah. you know, accurate. What, what the, actually happened. The apocalypse you're envisioning is kind of colored mm-hmm. by whatever you really want in life. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're a teen, what maybe, if you just want, you know, live on a peaceful farm? It's like, the, then like that's a, the apocalypse you want. Exactly. It's the one where like, Everybody died except you and four other people. And you don't one get of them any is more your, One of them is yeah. your hot secret. <laughs> what if you still get junk Lover. mail on the <laughs> coupons for Safeway? <laughs> yeah. You still get Mike Bloomberg ads. <laughs> no, thank God we're, we're done with that part. We're done with that part of the dark uh, dark timeline and on to a whole different one. Well, there's a great movie record for talking about uh, apocalypse movies, um, The Quiet Earth. You should check that one out. I've never heard of that. The Quiet Earth. It's Norwegian, I want to say. Uh-huh. And it's, like, the only good movie they ever made. Norwegian. Wait, the only good Norway? movie that Norway ever made? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, and uh, I'll have to double-check this. But um, the plot basically is that this guy uh, dies, but then the moment he dies, he comes back to life, and the Earth, everybody's gone except him and, like, 
a girl. And girl? A girl. Oh, a girl. Okay. Yeah, and then they find one more guy, and it just kind of is like a, you know, shenanigans. Shenanigans. But uh, it's got a cool secret ending. If you were the last guy on Earth. (laughs) The funny thing is that he's just really not a very attractive or compelling guy. Well, that's how it would happen. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta repopulate the Arthur Dent of, uh, of, yeah. Who's Arthur Dent? From Hitchhiker's Guide. He's just a very, like, basic English bloke. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who ends up hopping to another, like, hitching a ride on a spaceship to another planet right before the Earth blows up. Right, yeah, yeah. Hmm, hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes we have discussions about, like, what your use would be. In a gang, because I feel like we're kind of approaching... In a what? In a gang? No, in a gang at the end of the world. Okay, so, okay, oh. your, your crew. On theme, on theme, on theme. Your crew. Yeah. Uh, exactly, because <laughs> okay. I was saying, we always assume like, are you that the when the, guy when or the, the tech apocalypse guy happens, or there's going to be like nothing left but <laughs> us and my friends. It's like, finally, I get to hang out with my friends in peace and quiet. And yeah, that's your apocalypse. Pillaging and everyone. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of everyone's, you know... Your personal apocalypse dream. Kind of, kind of, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let me ask you that. What is your your personal fantasy apocalypse? Um, I've more pictured. Uh, I've gotten into greater detail about what I would wear in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What exactly would you wear? <laughs> um, I think that it would just be all of the. I, I'm a very like. I don't know, utilitarian and uh, function over over form or whatever. So yeah, I would just like have a really cool utility belt that I wore, and I would have like holsters, and it would just be kind of definitely Firefly influenced. So you'd want a um, steampunk mm-hmm. kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then my vehicle. I've like pictured my vehicle. You have a too. vehicle. It would be like made of very like Star Wars scrap metal like kind of I've, stuff. Yeah, but... some sort of motorcycle thing. I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little bit Mad Max, mm-hmm. a little bit Wild West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's really like very fashionable. Okay. See, it kind of all depends if you need to, like, fight anyone, because you could fight, like, welcome to, to, like, the resistance, which is a kind of, like, pre-apocalypse thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, dystopia is different than post-apocalypse, and I feel <clears throat> like we're, we sometimes conflate oh, the yeah. two. It's kind of like, I, I want it, but I don't want to be there when it happens thing. I just want to hang out when the dust settles. Uh-huh. Um, so I can finally get some peace and quiet and uh, read some more books. Like the end of that Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> and he's the last guy on Earth and he's like, finally, I have time to read. And he steps on his glasses and he's like, no. Oh. <laughs> wow. The irony. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I honestly, like, I feel like I would like to be part of some sort of like resistance effort in uh-huh. a more kind of directly authoritarian dystopian thing. And maybe that's such a, like, maybe that's such a draw because... How like, how often do people feel directly engaged in their like life, their day to day like life struggle? Like, do we actually feel that engaged? Or- so yours, your your ideal apocalypse is one in which you fight the man. Uh, a little bit more directly <clears throat> than what we're all trying to do now. Exactly, and you what- literally fight the man. The man, like fight, like hand to hand combat. Or, yeah, just, yeah. like, some sort Laser of shit. fighting with weaponry. Honestly, it's not necessarily the fighting. It's, the, like, the, um, you know, gathering forces, the, like, exciting smuggling shit, you know, like, the... the Organizing. Organizing, yeah. Just organizing under slightly Fantastic. more intense circumstances. And I realize the ridiculous, like, privilege I have of even wishing for that, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but I guess what I'm getting at is a more, like... <laughs> I, I feel like the 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 intensity of our opposition is out there, but between us and the puritanical evil and forces of destruction causing it, there are so many annoying layers in between those two things mm-hmm. of just like, I don't know. Like electoral politics. Electoral politics and apathy, confusion, bewilderment, institutions, notions, mythologies, angst disillusionment, all that other shit in between, like, mm-hmm. us and and that. Um, that I just kind of want to, like, trim the fat a little you bit. You want to cut out the middleman just get straight to the bare the bones, man. <laughs> you versus Joe Biden in a 
in a yeah, boxing yeah. ring. Yeah, ring. Yeah, basically. basically. Joe Biden's <clears throat> big brother. Honestly, you know that thing where it's like every single year an old man boxes a baby. That uh, no, you don't know that. No. You, you never heard of that. In like, in like <laughs> part, I've seen it. Yeah, the old man like, boxing brutal. a baby. Yeah. Uh, if Joe Biden is know, that old man and he would mean. lose to the baby, uh huh. That's why well, he's going to lose the election well, anyway. Uh, yeah. That's, <clears throat> yeah. So we got a very fashionable apocalypse and a yeah. Uh, I don't know what we'd call yours. Um. So I don't know. The authoritarian, uh, authoritarian rebel. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. But then there's, like, the, I just want to, like, have a farm and, like, clear the... Like, I think that's it's, everybody's, like, backup apocalypse dream. Is yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to chill until the fight comes to me, and then I'm all in. I'm, yeah. like, going in I, So, first. I imagine for more people, it's more like zombie apocalypse. You start out with all the guns, getting everything from the mall, shooting all the zombies, being a badass, but then later on, you find your little farm out in the middle of nowhere where you mm-hmm. build the walls and stay away from the zombies and homestead or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, you probably at the end of your fashion apocalypse want to find a little farm somewhere, <laughs> right? But and then you have no more excuse <gasps> to look awesome anymore. Yeah, you can definitely look cool on a farm. You got to hang up that grappling gun sometime. Yeah, I mean, really, the, the apocalypse is just like uh, our... What we actually want, or what what all of us picture our lives will be like, you know, we'll retire someday on a, into a nice, mm-hmm. quiet place. But this, you know, is the only world we can envision that actually happening because mm-hmm. this world is certainly not one <clears throat> we can envision oh. that happening in. <laughs> oh my God, you just said it. Okay, you ever heard the the quote? I think it's by Mark Fisher. It's like it's easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of capitalism. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and we're not gonna get all this like space and distance from other people unless you know we have this like fitting of the herd just yeah uh, horribly like yeah yeah, yeah. anti-human mis- misanthropic vision mm-hmm. of the world so i want to know whose uh ideal apocalypse it is just to have coronavirus slowly spread and kill the old people and the babies is there any survivors or, or well or so this- the non-vulnerable population would survive, all the strongest. I guess so. There's still a lot of people. I mean, right now it's only killing like <coughs> people's in senior centers. Yeah. And cruise ships. Mm-hmm. And cruise ships. <laughs> yeah. So what does that say? That That's means, just uh, because everybody on the cruise ship is dying in their own waste. But, uh, <laughs> they're pooping in the same room. No, we're not going back to the pooping. <laughs> that would be, they, they probably have more Ebola then in that case. Yeah. Um... Okay, so the coronavirus thing, like, it's <laughs> cooked up. Some, no, someone said, someone said that it feels like a holiday out there, but a holiday where everyone's afraid. That's yeah. That's Which, what I'm wondering. That sounds great to me. It sounds great, honestly. I really think yeah. that's, that I love chaos. People and that sounds like exactly are so ready to be parent. Like they're so ready for this. Yeah, to yeah. panic. To panic, yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna manufacture, we're gonna build this." Every up. single major news Milk outlet is having a fucking field day right now. They are, yeah. So, oh, did the media create the coronavirus? Uh, I mean, guys, I think the coronavirus is real. Like, it's not like a oh. fake. <laughs> well, I did have it, so I yeah. can say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he infected a whole party the other day. <laughs> so yeah, we're just sitting here with Stacy, a former coronavirus victim. And mm-hmm. I mean, we all just I had don't your skills. Know how to prove that I did have it, but I'm confident that I did have it. Oh, you probably did. Yeah, yeah. and Why you not? just got rid of it because like well, you fight it off, right? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I fought it hand-to-hand combat. It's fine, just yeah. like I fought Joe Biden, yeah. But I think, like, you can have it, most people can have it, and then it's gone in a few days. You feel like shit, and it's over. Yeah. Um, which makes me a little bit disappointed, honestly, because I feel like yeah. we're, we're going to wrap this shit up in a few months. Or I could totally jinx it. Who knows? It could just turn out that it's like the flu, and it just sucks ass, but... Well, it's less deadly than the flu. Yeah, but it's way more transmissible. Mm, yeah. So I've heard. And there's not as many cases of, of it <clears throat> as there are the normal flu, right? Pretty sure. Well, pneumonia kills a ton of people. Kills mm. way more than coronavirus. Another thing about this whole uh, coronavirus outbreak is it makes me realize how 
flimsy my fact gathering is on topics like this. Yeah. Like I've I've heard that it is less deadly. I've also heard that it's more deadly, and I've also heard that it's more transmissible. But I don't. And this brings us all back to the media. Well, I mean, really, like I'm getting my facts through secondhand and thirdhand sources. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, like my dad tells me something. And I have to say, like, well, sure, I believe that. He heard it on NPR. Or, like, my dad watches findrealamericatruth.com news. <laughs> so, I don't, like, whatever. Yeah. What <laughs> it's are, real, whatever. Here's it a kills question. people. I don't fucking care. What are your most trusted sources of information? <clears throat> Google Scholar. Okay. But you can't really get current events on there. No, but you can get close to facts. Let's see, what else? Mostly I kind of try to amalgamate uh, all of the major news outlets and try and come up with like a broad overview of what everybody is saying. Uh-huh. And, you know, obviously that's probably not very good because they're all just saying what the other people are saying. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think it depends on, like, the nature of what's going on. Like, info about the coronavirus or a mass shooting or what we call an event, you know, an emergency. (laughs) Um, It's just, like, either local news or kind of just trusting that things are going to be coming out and it's going to be messy and we won't really know the whole story and just kind of get, get the gist of it, as you just described, you know. But, like, political news when, like, there's, like, clearly an opinion or an angle... Not just, like, created by the media. I mean, yes, by the media, but, you know, by the campaign apparatuses themselves. Like, I don't know, just, like, be, just working. And anytime you spent working in a single campaign and watching the earned media about the campaign that you work on mm-hmm. come out, you were like, holy shit. Like, the news this does not so understand anything. Yeah. yeah, it's so distorted. I mean, in, in so many strange, unexpected, bizarre, and predictable ways. Um, and they'll just start, like, like, repeating things, like, press releases. <coughs> like, press releases are just a normal thing that like campaigns write, that companies write, that um, every institution writes and they send it to the news and the news in a lot of cases just sort of reads the press release, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I was making this point earlier about how like where you get your source of news is less important than like media literacy. Like if, for instance, if <clears throat> I just like listen to like the like lefty podcast that I like to listen to, like mm-hmm. I would get a very... Like, distorted view of the world, not necessarily because I'm getting, like, wrong facts, bad facts, or a bad point of view, but just because, like, I need to know, I need to, like, stick my finger in the wind to figure out, like, what everyone else is listening to if I want to be able to, like, affect anything, basically. So, like, I do, like, watch, like, Fox News and MSNBC and, like... You know CNN and all and that cut shit. Yourself and like you NPR, it. various things. I mean, so, some things to varying degrees of like you know. Uh, I mean, you said tolerance. at one point you were uh, you you just scroll through all those uh, stations. Oh on, yeah, on your radio. When I was commuting all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of like listen to everything on the radio, and always, always the wildest, craziest shit was the Fox News Channel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, it's like. But more Just people like listen to that than wild. CNN and, and, and MSNBC. That's so. I, I suspect that probably uh, Rush Limbaugh had as much to do with getting Trump elected as Trump did. Nah, I feel like Rush Limbaugh kind of was like a... That's why he was awarded the medal. <laughs> sure. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I think yeah. that he... Uh, <clears throat> I think he was getting headlines passed to him straight from Trump. Mm-hmm. It really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely part of a gigantic right-wing media apparatus that, uh, yeah. As he described it himself, the uh, right-wing outrage industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys ever, I like, want to get this book, I've not read it. It's one of these books where it's like, the headline of it sounds really interesting, and I just keep repeating the thesis of the book that I've never read. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do it right now. It's called this, a book that describes, like, basically right-wing mindset it's called the reactionary mind um and it's not just describing like the right wing but just any any ideology which like sole purpose is to just like react to the opposite side Mm -hmm. and like you could also describe it with like a lot of like the like you know 
more like the mainstream MSNBC, li- like the liberals, who are just like reacting to anything they see that Trump does with like, oh, but even, you know, they could be right 99% of the time. But the fact that they're just have this like singular tunnel vision focus on this like one cartoonish comic book villain to the detriment of anything else or any other considerations of why that villain even got elected in the first place. Mm-hmm. And like, they, it's like a reactionary thing where it's like if your only ideology is just reacting in opposition to like us to your opposing faction, then like you're just gonna get hollowed out or taken over or corrupted. So, uh, so I like to think of myself in this way, and I probably assume you do too. That um, I like to think of myself as as able to control my emotions and being capable of doing that. You know, like a rational adult, you keep your emotions in check. What I've found, uh, especially listening to crazy shit on the radio, is that I am more susceptible to righteous indignation than any other emotion. And uh, and I guess what I mean by that is, like, when I hear something's wrong and a bad guy did it, I just get furious because it's like it's, mm-hmm. you know, Trump supported a racist, whatever it is, and it's just like that's so wrong and so fucked up. And then it just builds and builds and I get angrier and angrier and at some point I realize, like, okay, that is wrong, but why... Why this more than any other emotion? Why does this one get me? And I lose my shit over it to the point where I become irrational and I like... It makes it really easy for people to start believing wild shit because that is an addictive emotion. We're extremely susceptible to it. And then, I mean, I talk about Rush Limbaugh saying all this crazy shit. The reason I think he's so dangerous is that he does evoke that much emotion. Not because he's right or wrong, but just because he can pull that out of people. Question. Do you think that accessing that emotion in any circumstance, in every circumstance, is always, like, a bad thing? I've thought about this. For any purpose, or especially a political purpose. Well, yeah, this is also something I've thought about. Because I think uh, in the same camp as Rush Limbaugh uh, is people like, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Well, I guess, like, a... Samantha B or the Today Show or whatever with uh, the fucking the Daily Show people Daily Show mm-hmm. or Colbert Report Report Colbert Report mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> those people are accessing the same emotion. I disagree. I feel like they're act- like Rush Limbaugh's is is accessing what you just described. Uh-huh. Those shows I feel like is accessing smugness, which is a different kind of like addiction. Oh no way! Rush yeah. Limbaugh is incredibly smug. No, I'm sure he, he's smug too. But I feel like there's le- there's a kind of like mm, they're they're definitely like pointing out how like dumb the right wing is and how much more how like ignorant and stupid they are compared to them uh-huh. and. And yet, like, you know, those shows have been on the air for, what, like, 15, 20 years now, almost, it seems like, and things have gotten exponentially worse, so, like, you can't help but ask the question, like, to what use is that kind of hollowed-out catharsis every every night really good for? So, so yeah, I think that, uh... There, I, I mean... At least, at least Rush Limbaugh's team yeah. has had political success, right? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say that either side is winning... Uh, but I, I guess I just feel like all of the, the left-wing media like that, they're using the exact same format as the right-wing people are. Which is, I, I mean, like, yeah, maybe those shows are doing good reporting and their facts are proper, but I think that it's... Maybe they're not doing any good because they're just riling people up. And they're not, like, you know, calm, rational people fix problems. Angry people, angry at rational things cause problems. Yeah. Hi, Myla. <laughs> Bye, and Myla. that's why it's always good to ask who's who's benefiting, who's profiting from this news, left and right. The news company? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, in most cases, if there's a good reason to be angry, you should get angry. Uh, I disagree. Really? So, like, if you... I think, well, so, like... I often find that the people who are telling the people who are upset about something to stop being upset, like, 
honestly come from from a place of privilege because you have the privilege to not be upset like if you're you know if you don't have health care if you're living paycheck to paycheck blah 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 like yeah that's like uh, definitely very upsetting and like you should be upset that yeah, there's somebody out there who's like we come from a city right now that has two three figure billionaires like and you have a bunch of homeless people on the street like I feel like that is like you should be upset from that and that'd be just suspicious if you weren't upset by that and like um, but is it like patting ourselves on the back upset because we're so we're we're so like aware of it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no I mean personally I actually don't really feel much like there's actually very few things that I feel like extremely angry about like to my core even like climate change I can't really feel <laughs> that anger anymore whereas like something like mass incarceration the idea of like you know putting someone in solitary confinement like that makes me like viscerally angry when I mm-hmm. like hear about that. Um, but so like I think to say that anyone that's accessing anger is a bad thing is both like that like ignores like honestly the like political usefulness of using that anger and understanding it. Well, let me I guess put a finer point on what I'm trying to say, which is that uh, it's I guess that emotion is is good and useful in a lot of senses, but seems dangerous when it becomes entertainment. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that is I think sparking. That's the candle. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> There's some weird crackling happening in the corner of this room no, right it's now. The candle. Where is the candle? Yeah, I can almost see a reflection it. of it. Yeah, it's oh, well. fine, I guess. Okay. <laughs> we interrupt this program. Bring you a very crackly announcement. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that that to me seems to be the dividing line. There is if you're if you're righteously indignant, and you're being entertained by it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where it becomes yeah. dangerous. Yeah. yeah, and since people are so so susceptible to that emotion in particular, it seems like it's so extremely what dangerous. So, question should you ask yourself? Oh, to assess whether you're being entertained by this feeling. And you might ask yourself, "How uh, did I get here?" <laughs> you mean like what kind of criteria should I impose on myself for? Yeah, what little test there? Like, you mean like when I'm when I'm in, imbibing media, I want to ask myself a question whether this is useful to me or whether it's just stirring my pot. Yeah, like how do you assess the <clears throat> enjoyment level there? Well, oh well, is it enjoyment or is it usefulness? Well, I want to. I want since we just established that just getting. I don't know, enjoyment out of listening to something is, is not... Yeah, I I, I want to know if, if as you're listening to this, like, is this, like, just getting me, like, frothing at the mouth in, like, for not, not, like, reasons that I actually have ever, like, frothed at the mouth before about... You've got me throffing, frothing at the mouth in ways I've never throffed before. <laughs> God. It's a mouthful of froth right there. <laughs> That's so gross. I used to do that. I used to have, like put my mouth with all like bubbles and like soap or whatever. Not like soap, but your spit. My well, my like toothpaste. Yeah, and then I would like go over to my sister. I'd be like, oh, 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 oh. like I have rabies. I have rabies. Back what, uh-huh. A year ago, two years ago. Yeah, it was like maybe a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Very scary movie. Yeah, yeah. So the question I would ask myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Does this feel like checking my email or not? <laughs> I feel like when I see the news, it should feel more like checking my email than anything else. Okay. Not in this century anymore. Well, that's like, that's the issue. Is yeah. that, it you should know, be like, routine? Or just that, like, when I use the, my email, I'm never excited to use it. I'm only yeah, happy when compulsory. good mail comes to me. I don't check it to be entertained. I check it to get information to get see those little like, dopamine rushes. Yeah, yeah, my I mean Gmail doesn't have like sparkly shit on there. It's it not should, like though. it's Make oh it yeah they fun. haven't gamblingized it yet, but I'm sure you'll get like likes soon. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I think checking the news works best for me if it's just kind of a check in, literally where you just stop and say what's going on today. Oh, Joe Biden buried a dog. Whatever. <laughs> It's, have you heard that rumor? I've heard that Mayor Pete kills stupid. dogs, but I haven't heard Joe Biden. No, this one is Joe dogs. Biden's campaign buried a dog because it walked on stage while he was giving a speech. What do you mean they buried it? You mean they, they killed buried it? it? No, they buried it alive. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, where I thought you were going. All right. Nope. News, fake news. Best bullshit rumor on the internet right now. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, exactly that, that too. Like, I'm entertained by that. Yeah. That's hey, I shame. mean, like, we're just talking about how we want an apocalypse because we would be, frankly, very entertained by the idea. Uh, and so I think, like, <laughs> finding entertainment wherever you can uh, within these strange psychological defense mechanisms we do against this, like, rupturous age that we're in, like, yeah, go for it. You know, whatever it takes. All right. This is where we've landed. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're about the 50 music? minutes in right now. Oh, I oh, you already did the theme music. that, like, earlier. You should do it right now. Right do what? Now. what? <laughs> the theme music. Put it at the end do, right do, 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 do. Welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> cool. There you go. And now. Now we just need to come up with a name for your podcast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it ain't over yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anything left? What, 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 did we not go over anything you said we were going to go over? The weekend review, the weekend review, yeah. Hey, tell tell us about this this uh, this this grad stuff that's happening. And my question is that this grad grad review grad review. I was gonna say grad review, grad grad school thing. Does it like does the um, like coronavirus stuff? Is this like as stressful as this? Is the like giant? Is the big stuff, world stuff beyond your control? Like on the same level of like stress as like the short term stuff? Like how do you deal? With, like, planning for the short-term future while you're staring down possible oblivion of a societal breakdown. Right. Well, I think that grad school would help me to uh, prepare better for this apocalyptic world. Uh, I would... I would be more engaged in this this post-grad school world in, uh, in, you know, doing my part. So... Uh, and also it, it's, uh, it's definitely more stressful than coronavirus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, uh, it's, it is my long term. Yeah. Long term. <sighs> long term. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really, it really comes down to like anything that you apply to that has some kind of like rigorous threshold to meet in the application process you go through is going to just like kind of just like rip you out uh, from the inside you're, you're gonna like put everything into yeah. that and like really try to present yourself to the world um and then uh then if you don't get it you're like okay well uh um i've i've landed on the side now after a week of like processing uh that that process in and of itself of like uh articulating why you want something so badly is like worthwhile in and of itself you you land in a different space on the end of at the other side of that Hmm. and you're more in touch have you ever done an application to a place or a cover letter and you were halfway through that process that you described, and then you just discover, like, mm, no, actually, I don't want to do this. Yeah. 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 Nice. And sometimes it's been like, nope, too much for too little. What do you mean? Like, if you decide that it's not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like most things are worth my time <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's... Uh... <laughs> Writing a cover letter about, like, why this particular job would be such a good fit for you, for someone, I guess it could be grad school, but I'm actually now thinking about jobs. Like, if you are looking for a job and you haven't found one, and you get to reach that sense of, like, desperation, and you're like, it's always been my dream to be the, like, assistant manager at Cinnabon. Right, you start just yeah. putting out these, like, total untruths. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got we got airheads we got skittles <clears throat> nice I see I feel like in, in apocalypse we're going back to apocalypse now in all those apocalypse movies apocalypse and what now Apo- what what we're what? going to apocalypse now we're going to apocalypse now yeah we're going to apocalypse comma now or apocalypse now gotcha. there's always a scene where they're like raiding a grocery store and they just get all this like candy and food that's not rotten what scene and I don't, and like in like every movie in like apocalypse <laughs> every movie, movie. They need when a they're sugar rush yeah exactly go. 
I don't know about that scene. It's all okay. Well, it, they always have a sense of like a special appreciation for certain foods that we take for granted. You know, like oh, I used to love Whatever these baked beans. There's a certain uh, genre of um, young people facing the apocalypse. I think that's a. It's like a boxcar children kind of thing. <laughs> okay. I don't know. They yeah. love candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's just like no parents, no gods, no masters. Most mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. So, do you all think you'd be part of like some sort of group or tribe, or would you be be a loner in the apocalypse? I'm definitely a tribe. Yeah, part of oh, a tribe. Yeah. I'd be the like leader of the tribe or the second in command. Nice, preferably lieutenant. Why not the captain? Because the captain's gonna get killed. <laughs> Eventually, captain's, captain's too much, too much always get killed for something. Yeah, whether it be power grab or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm going to take my leave as your guest. Okay. But I will leave you with this question on the way out. Mm-hmm. If your hair grew in the opposite direction, do you think it would go into your brain, or do you think it would just fill the skin up under, like? between your skull and skin with hair and turn into like a shower cap full of noodles. Oh wow. <laughs> uh it would probably go in your skull. <laughs> Thank you for throwing that like yeah. last grenade into our already yeah, yeah. conversation. <laughs> Agent of chaos. Agent of chaos. <laughs> so what we're all here for, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well we'll see we're at fifty five minutes. Anything else you wanna add? Looks like what are you doing with that? Um I've just been playing with a rubber band and some. Oh, it's like an in- instrument. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Nice. <sighs> yeah. I found myself getting very tired now. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, um, uh. This podcast space can be really emotionally draining sometimes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Physically draining. You gotta fill the space. You gotta fill the space. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. There's uh, Sometimes I feel like just shooting the shit, and sometimes I like to prepare, and sometimes you don't know which one of those you're uh, really in for. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, sounds like a good... We really dipped our toes in the water of that subject, finally. I'm sure we'll revisit it soon. Yeah. Anything else? We, we tested the waters. Um, no. I okay. think that's a good good place to leave. I hope we have a, a you know, maybe as... That was one of the... Uh, I think that was originally what got us on the whole date nights of the in the apocalypse uh, subject was, uh, you know, if, dis- if disease overtakes us and we have to self-quarantine, there will be a lot more podcasts coming your way. So look forward to it. Mm-hmm. So I just whipped out some... Uh some tarot cards right now and uh, it's a tradition we haven't done in a long time <laughs> we haven't done it Two in, in one ago. no one episode ago because this we, we did the first one counting. we hopped over the second one yeah, yeah and now yeah. we're on this one it's our podcasts are now a trilogy now there is as many podcasts <laughs> of us as there are Lord of the Rings movies oh my that's gosh. that's the level of epicness we're dealing with and here just as much time just as much time yeah it's it's as mythological and we hope to get there um, alright, so how does this work again? We're gonna pull a tarot card here, and we're gonna read it, and we're going to... What's our, what's our intention here? What are we focusing on? Uh... I think, um... Like to just... Um... Our, our mood was all over the place. I'd like to just, uh... Be able to end this episode... You're not supposed to shuffle them. I was shuffling. What do you mean I was supposed, supposed to shuffle, shuffle them? them. <laughs> okay, Tarot I've, 101. I've never heard anyone um, say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, what what is what is the uh, the clarifying mood? I think the clarifying mood should be um, after last week's turbulent week, and we can all agree it was quite turbulent, more than usual. Um, this is a Monday. What what kind of mood? What kind of vibe are we going into this week with? Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Alright, so how do I do this? Do I just fan them out in front of you? Um, yeah, sure. Okay. Fanning. Fanning like Dakota. Okay. There we go. What's last name? It's a great last name. Okay. Oh, but we... What? 
both the hands. Okay. And we're hovering, we're hovering. I know we can't we can't see this, but it's very special. Alright, we have Bold. Fre Freya? Freya. Freya. What does Freya look like? Uh, we just drew a card. It has a, a woman on it who has a little sort of a Hermes cap with the mm. wings and everything. And she's got the little kitty by her. <laughs> um, it says bold. Yeah, bold is her emotion <laughs> um, as she looks very, uh, very sultry, mm -hmm. uh, seductively at us. Um, so, unleash your adventurous side. Unleash your adventurous side. Take risks and be daring. Okay. Okay. That's our mood going into this next week. Hell yeah. Ready for it. Rebound. Rebound week it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely cool with the Hermes cap. It's got this kind of like ram's horn thing and like a lynx with a little necklace next to her. It's very yeah. golden. Very kind of... Uh, oh, what does she look like? Kind of like a... La Lady Gaga music video or something. A little, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, that is what we're going into our week with. Boldly going where no viral infection has gone before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well. Keep on stockpiling rice. Um, don't go into gatherings with more than one person. <laughs> and um, just keep on um, drinking tap water and don't drink anything else. It's a trap. Yeah.